This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. How's it going today? Exciting. You know, the uh, the police was around. Yeah. He's, in, he's at this event. We he's here. Be. No, he he had to leave it. He oh. had a, like a 4 a.m. flight this morning. Oh, wow. He was just here yesterday. Well, he was showing us some new software he's got or something, right? What was that called? Uh, Club Brew, Brew Crew, Brew Club, Brew something. It's good. I'll tell you Crib that. Crib or something? Cl- oh, the name Brew is Cribs. fantastic. Brew Cribs. Brew Cribs. Uh, Google that stuff. See what he's up to. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was doing a uh, yeah. whole whole site and everything. Yeah. 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 That should pretty be, cool. That should be interesting and, and yeah, exciting. yeah. A lot of it, it's pretty well developed. It looks pretty mature. It has a lot of sort of like a social networking, homebrew. Uh, mm-hmm. Share your recipes. You know what you're doing. Kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's lots of cool vendors here too. Oh my God, you're right in the middle of this vendor. We're in the the. Uh, the vendor, the vendor ballroom or something. The Brew Expo. It yeah, used to be Expo. called the Hospitality Suite, yeah, but yeah. now we have so many cool vendors that it's the Brew yeah. Expo. No, this the uh, Brazilian vendors are all doing a great job. Well, what's really cool is you see these not not that person there. But there's a giant bottle waving at us and dancing right now from our friends over at Grog Tag. Some people really are. If there was a dude to, in there, I'd knock it over. I'd knock it over. No. Yeah, no, um, it's really cool to see that uh, there's a lot of products on the market, or that, or that get introduced to the market yeah. at at this event. Sure. Because um, there's people that come up with they've been homebrewing for a while, right. and they come up with this great little device or idea, and they're like, "Wow, this is really cool." They show it to a friend, uh, a few friends, and they're like, "You know, you should sell this." Yeah. And so they they take it to market, and yeah. they come here to show you all this. And so you see all these cool things that you never uh, yeah. would have would have found out otherwise. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we're part of the life cycle of the product development. Is they're showing it here first? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you must you, know, you must mean things like this nut with a condom in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the condom. Yeah, did nut. you go for that? Yeah, the someone there delivered us. Uh, what kind of nut is they're, that? They're very very chewy. It, uh, it was supposed to be like an acorn, a hazelnut. Yes. And then uh, he Jamil. Told, he told me that was a, uh, a, a full-size condom, is it? Stretchy, right? <laughs> well, it depends it on your bl- size, I, said, I guess. I asked, that is I asked that guy, the, well, would it fit you? This guy's black, right? He says, yeah. I says, well, then it's fine. It would work for me. Because, yeah, for some people that is full-size. Right. Where do you go? No, I was going to say, you know, people come here they all these businesses started out as home brewers yeah. and and now they're you know they're they're becoming big like uh you know blickman and uh even our fine sponsor yeah. uh northern brewer yeah they i remember when they first started coming here home started, brewers, yeah, yeah. and uh you know kind of grown from there and, yeah. and really become huge and i i like to think it's because they sponsor this show well, I think there is. They must want there a, sponsor. a correlation. Correlation between sponsoring the show and becoming uh, hugely successful. Agreed. I agree. Well, I think people who sponsor these sh- on these shows do get results. That's why they keep doing it. 
I'm figuring they, they just have a ton of money to waste. <laughs> and so that's the relationship is they've hey. got the money to waste on uh, sponsoring the show. And right. so. Well, we're happy uh, to take it. I'll tell you because that. Because they've got money to waste, they end up very successful. Well, yes. Northern Brewer, of course, is here. So you guys go over there and thank them for uh, sponsoring yep. this show, will you? Yeah, tell them how much you appreciate that they pay for the show so you don't have to. Uh, we wanted to talk about. Fest uh, beers. The fest, right. So I, I find it fascinating. We go out there uh, for club night. We go out there for uh, the welcome reception. We go out to the uh, the BN party. And there's such a wide array of beers. <laughs> Every style. But, you know, I'm not convinced that all of them should have been brought to the festival. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know that I would bring this to a fest. I don't know. Yeah. You know, this one's okay. But some of them, just fantastic. Right. And I'll 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 tell you an interesting example of uh, taking beer to a fest that I thought was a total mistake, and I actually learned something. There was a, uh, like a little commercial festival for some kid with cancer or something. Their dog died, or I don't know. And it was in (laughs) San Jose, California. And it was like 110 out. And uh, our distributor chose the beer to be at the fest. And Liz and I show up, and what do we see there? Keg Cousin. I'm like, well, okay, Cousin. You know, it's hot. You know, people drink IPA. It is double IPA, 8%, but... Uh, it's on the then, high end for a hot day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking something a little more sessionable, maybe right. the Grammary. But sure. The other keg was Torment, a 10% Belgian strong dark at 110 degrees. No, that's a sipping beer at night. So your distributor likes to party. And I'm thinking, what in the world? And I'm like, I don't think I would have brought this beer. And the guy's, oh, no, it'll be all right. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, and they brought two kegs of Cousin and two kegs of Torment. And that keg, torment keg, went so fast. Wow! Really? really? Because every booth there had, had I, IPAs, just IPAs, IPAs, IPAs. Interesting. Everything was IPA. <laughs> and so people came there, go like, "Well, this is the only thing that isn't an IPA," and they were just thrilled to have it. Ten percent beer. Big beer in the sun. Wow. I was shocked, but that was the first keg to go. And I'm like, okay, I've, I've learned something. Well, it's like, yeah, uh, supply and demand. I mean, I think the, the demand overtook rational, you know, right. but, flavors. Uh, right. And so ABVs you should be drinking. I, I realize you're drinking a lot of your own IPA and all that, and IPA is, you know, very popular, and maybe you want to bring that to the fest, but... Mm. You know, keep an open mind and, and yeah. understand that, you know, just about everybody else has got an IPA, too. And um, while IPA is great and people like to drink it, you know, maybe you want to offer up something a little bit different. Right. Well, here, so at Club Night, to me, it's one of the thought processes I see is that specifically for this event, because we're all home brewers and we really want to try unique things, that people bring their most experimental and sure. weird style, right? Like I have had Fruit Loops beer and bacon yeah. beer and, and you name it. You want to stand out, you got to be on the fringe. Is right? that something we should be doing because of this environment is to bring our craziest beer? <laughs> well, I think, the, yeah, there's a good number of home brewers that Seek that kind of stuff out. Okay. We so we can't be the the ultimate judges here. Maybe we're not in that group, right? Okay. Yeah. But there is a significant group that like to find these 
really off the wall beers, you know, that have unusual ingredients in them. Well, and I, I, I like that aspect. Yeah, you know, you like some, you you have some element of that in you. But there's a lot of people that's all they, that's what really what they're after, something they've never never had before. Sure, I think I like uh, we do the. Uh, Homebrew pouring at our, at our uh, winter beer festival. Yeah. And the reason it's so popular is that people are getting beers they never had before. Okay. You know, it's not just homebrewers, but the public. I go. I, I always get in the line and ask them, why are you people in this long line waiting for this beer? They go, well, there's beers. We've had all the other beers. We've never had any of these before. I see. It doesn't seem to matter that they may never ever get them, get them again. I mean, they're just one-time shots, but they're looking for new and different flavors. And the others they can get by going to their local pub. Is yeah. Kind of what yeah, they get them all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right. Well, and... Um, you know, I think that it's great to be creative and, you know, bring those creative beer, beers, because I certainly like them too, but make sure that they're good beers. Yeah. So I think there are times when people go like, well, I made this thing for the conference, therefore it is going to the conference. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you need to check yourself that. and say, is this a, a good beer? Do I really want to give this to everybody That's a good point. and have them think yeah. that this is the what I am as a brewer. So you need to be yeah. careful of that. You want to, I, I know it's difficult to give up your best beer that you've ever made and share it with a bunch of other people, but you got to believe in yourself that you can make that same beer again and you can make it even better and even better and you can keep doing that. And that's, that's you know, the skill that you'll develop. Yeah. And so if you bring just your crappy beer that you want to get rid of, that, that could be a real problem. No, that's not fair to your fellow homebrewers yeah. to bring your shitty beer just yeah. to get rid of it. So, it, it, you know, great to be creative, but, you know, make sure it turned out good. I'm sure. And, how many uh, here How many here uh, didn't have any bad beer yet? Nobody, right? Everybody had a, some stinker beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a stinker or two. So, you know, yeah. Doc, yeah, Doc he, he was gone. He was, Doc, he was on the airplane the whole time. Why don't you come sit with us, Doc? Grab a chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like he's in good shape. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I had some interesting beers uh, yesterday. One of them was a, uh, a guy told me, ah, oh, I got this Serrano raspberry. Oh. And right there I'm like, ah. You're already you know. worried. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I'm like, you know, small pour, small pour. And so he, he gets a small pour, and I'm like, I was very shocked and uh, that the Serrano and raspberry aroma are actually very complimentary. Okay. Nice. I did not expect that. Hmm. And they really kind of melded together very nicely. Um, I had the beer. The beer is very nice, but I thought it lacked in raspberry flavor. So it had the aroma and the, the, the pepper was just nice. So that was my, my, my dig on that. But other, I thought it was actually quite good. And I thought, boy, that could be a nice combination, the sure. Serrano and raspberry. I was... And I had never thought that before. How, well, do, you th- how do you think he could have fixed that? After he can. He, he what still can. It's a Serrano. I know. He can add raspberry. You, you, yeah. you wanted more raspberry. Right. Add more raspberries, raspberry yeah. flavoring, Flavor. what right. kind of thing. Uh, what Tasty and I like to do is add drops just so you can smell it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. adds a lot to the taste without adding taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I thought that uh, you know it could have a better balance with the a little more raspberry. But I thought it was very good, and I thought it was very creative. Um, you know, in a similar vein. You know, the thing I love about Club Night and all the creativity, like you were mentioning, is that there's stuff that I would never try, or I would, yeah. you know, not never try, but it's not high on my trial list. And one was uh, I went to New York, and somebody's like, "Oh, I've got a horseradish Kolsch." 
And I'm like, like yeah. uh, I like horseradish. I like Kolsch, but I, I don't think you should mix the two. Thank you for telling me what type of person you are. Right. And, and so he insisted that I try it. And it was really freaking good. Oh, wow. It was excellent. I was like, there you go. You know, you learn these things. And stuff that does sound good can be, you know, totally horrible. But Well, and I also think that this is where your comment is, is well made about you, you want to bring beer that represents you well, not, right. not your bad beer. Yeah. I actually think it doesn't just represent you. It represents homebrewing. Mm-hmm. So when I bring a friend to a homebrew event or a homebrew conference and, I, and I'm giving them bad beer, you know, they're going to go away. The PR from that is that, hey, I'll just, I'm just going to stick to the commercial stuff because these guys are weird and their beer kind of sucks. And so I think that it's there's a little bit of respect responsibility uh, that we bring our good beer to because it is representative of what homebrewing is. I mean, you right. come to a place like this and if 50% of the beers aren't, aren't that good, what do you walk away telling your friends? You know, or, or more importantly, what do non-homebrewers that you might have brought with you uh, walk away saying about the event? So I, I think it's pretty important that we bring quality stuff to, to public homebrewing events. And and then if I could just add to that, sometimes you you are not able to decide if your beer is quality stuff. And I think, and, and because we're, no. you know, we're just not. Sometimes we're not all that critical about our, our own things. And this is where clubs come in. Mm-hmm. I do think that we have to help each other, put our best foot forward, and, and not be too shy about saying, "Hey, Jamil, I know you're a great brewer and all, but this one kind of sucks." <laughs> well, <laughs> Which thank I don't you. think I've ever said. He's ever heard that. <laughs> I just wanted well, to use yeah, him your beer sucks. example yeah, once, yeah, yeah. for once. Oh yeah, this yeah. is this one's a miss. <laughs> yeah, just admit, yeah, just, you can nicely go, ah, strike one, you know, you miss. Yeah, yeah and that same quality issue trans, transfers over to, to commercial craft as well. We're all aware that That's true. there's that element going on there that there's uh, breweries making beers that aren't that good and they either know it or don't know it. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's you, a problem. I've seen you comment about that before, Tasty, and I think you're right. It's a hard thing. Everyone wants to love every new brewery and oh, yeah. love, you know, there's yeah. so much love in this industry. Yeah. I do think we need a little bit of hate because, yeah. <laughs> because, because honestly, everything can't be that good. I think you're uh, the one who comments about it. You're like, I read beer reviews. Is it really possible on this planet every that every single beer is a 10? Yeah, they just don't write about the bad <laughs> what, what would you want to do yeah. that for? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to hear more about... Um, uh, you know what kind of beers Stuff. we recommend people bring to to the fest, and, and what what great beers we had last night. And then uh, you'll also get a chance to ask some questions of our esteemed panel if you guys hang around. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, take a short break, and we'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your brewing water can be a mystery. If it's good enough to drink, it's good enough to brew with, right? We all know to perfect certain styles of beer, proper water chemistry is vital. But running water tests can be complicated and expensive, but not anymore. Industrial Test Systems is proud to introduce the new Smart Brew Water Testing Kits, incorporating the exact iDip Smart Photometer System. The only photometer on the market that harnesses the power of the smartphone and runs water tests without you doing a pile of calculations. The iDip features two-way Bluetooth communication with the brain of the system, which is its own multilingual app. This allows limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, over 35 available, mobile sharing, and more. You can keep a detailed history of your results. Email your water report to other brewers or share it on social media. Visit smartbrewkit.com now and learn more about the iDip photometer and all the tests it can do for you. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer now back to Brewing with Style. 
All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, beers at Fest. We're actually live at NHC 2015 San Diego. And... Yeah. Having a good time. Having a great time. It's wow, hard. How can you miss? I, I, it's absolutely my favorite beer event in the world is the National Homebrewers Conference. I'm, I'm with you there. It's it's like you you uh, you know go to um, some family reunion and there's there's people there this giant family and there's people you've never met before yeah. and uh, right. people that uh, you know you've only heard about sure. uh, and you but go sure. and meet them and you just you share so much common blood in this case oh, yeah. homebrewing yeah everybody in here has something uh, in common with yeah. you you could just stand and talk to anybody for yeah. for hours yeah there's no dead time you can always have something to talk well, let's about let's be honest though there's also friends. your creepy uncle <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, there's a few weird ones here. yeah well, I mean, know, come on if we're gonna relate to the family reunion we got guys from Tijuana where yeah, yeah, that's our creepy uncle. Yeah, right. Okay, that's what they do. So yeah, I always love this uh, van. It's, it's just absolutely my favorite. I think it's the best in the world. Yeah, it is. It's great. Better. No, yeah. Only uh, well, you think about how you know who's here. These are people that you know want to spend a few dollars and mm-hmm. some of their valuable vacation time. Right. Yep. To go to an event, well, probably most of them without their family. So yeah, they uh, it's uh, they put their interested people. So. So what all, you, I had that in common as well. What do you think was your uh, favorite beer from uh, Club Night last night? Uh, um, you had one? Yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, a Simcoe IPA uh, that I really liked a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course, uh-huh. I'm an IPA drinker. so uh, Right, I, right. I was, when I'm impressed, I think that's that's a pretty good deal. Uh, a lot of, you know, of course, a lot of the clubs around here are from this area. You know, that's mm-hmm. predominantly. So I think so. I noticed that the homebrews... Uh, you know, tend to line up with what I call the San Diego IPA kind of flavor. So mm. uh-huh. I was sort of like seeing how a lot of them had that dialed in. Mm. But I had that. I also had uh, oh, a Berliner Weiss with uh, some lemon zest or something like that. I don't forget the club name, but uh, really love that. I could drink a, a lot mm-hmm. of that. I was, mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I'd had a big dinner. I was having trouble kind of getting going with any volume. But uh, when I got to that beer, I, I got going. I, I uh, I got. Uh, I'm surprised about that taste. I don't yeah. think of you as a sour guy too much. You know, but, uh, my uh, my technique when I go to these is that when homebrewers are pouring to homebrewers, I always ask the server like, "I want one of your beers. What, what did you mm-hmm. make here?" Yeah, because uh, I hate to like get something else and just have questions that I'd like to talk to the brewer. So you know, sometimes he says, "Well, I've just got this or that, and I'll, I'll try that beer." Right. So, so I kind of let that dictate a lot of times what I drink. But I just ask for a small pour and. You know, spit it out in front of them if I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, 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 I'd say you know if your beer is being poured, hang out near your booth oh, yeah. so no. you can answer or, questions. If if somebody goes, "Well, I love this," how was it made? You know, they can say, "Oh, well, ask, yeah. ask that guy right there." Well, or ask yeah. It's just hard to hang out because you're, you're, you're right missing there. the fest as well. Well, this is this yeah. is beer geek city, so everybody wants. If it's a great beer, mm-hmm. they want to talk to somebody. How how was it made? Right. Yeah. Uh, what's in it? How'd you do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do what, you should do what I do is go up and at the server. Which ones did you make? Yeah. And, then right, they, right. and if he's said, not there, it's like, if you said none of them, you go like, we're sad. Uh, yes. Did you have a, a great beer at uh, club night last night, Justin? No. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask JP if he had one. Somebody brought me a Cantillon. <laughs> You're out of a glass. You too busy. Um, 
No, I too just impotent. I don't. So, all right. I don't pay much attention. I just I drink, just drink drink a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm tired by club night, so I'm sort of drinking to survive. So I just go around and I drink <laughs> copious amounts. Is what I do. So, <sighs> at, at no point was something in your glass that you go, "Oh, that's really good." You just. Uh, I, um, I, I'm, I won't stress you by actually knowing what it was. Right. But, uh, <laughs> okay. I had a braggot last night, actually, that was really nice, and and a mead. The two things that stand uh, yeah, out actually yeah. were not really beer. Um, some listeners that I met this week had made this this mead uh, with cherries, mm. uh, and it was just it was super high alcohol too. It was about fourteen percent. But the heat really helped just cut through everything. And that one stood out. In fact, that, that one really stood out because I went, I, I walked across the whole place to grab Kate and bring her back so that she could try it too. Because I thought it just was a really well done. A lot of times when it's that high alcohol, it just can be kind of harsh. Right. right. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't hot. Uh, <laughs> you could tell it was there, but it, it it just worked to cut through the amount of cherries that they had put into very the meat. Nice. Um, very good. So that was my, and uh, by the way, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, I don't know how much mead that you try. I think mead is coming along. Oh, yeah. He's gotten yeah. a lot better over the years. Oh, yes. man. In the beginning, it was so bad. I just never wanted right, to try right. meat anymore. Yep. Um, but nowadays, when people come around with meat, I always try it. It's gotten mm-hmm. so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I heard of uh, somebody mentioned to me this morning that the best beer they had was a uh, kumquat lambic or something. Okay. Uh, and that, that actually sounded pretty interesting, too. I think that that's got I would believe uh, that. You know, some, some potential. Kumquat. Russian River made a, a, a sour beer once with, with kumquat in it, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. Mm. So I could see that's a that's a good fruit. I just like the name Kumquat. Yeah, everybody does. Uh, Say it three for, times fast. See what for, happens. For me, uh, you know, some of the, the the best beers I had, but the the surprising one for me was a uh, a Mertzen. And so you know, I had like a good one of those too. Like I was saying, you know, people are bringing IPAs. You're talking, you know, Simcoe IPA, and we're talking meads, and we're talking, uh, you know, sours and all that. That's great. Yeah. But don't forget to mix in in your festival beer arsenal something like a, a, a really well-made Merton. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, I, I was like, I, I could have just stood there and drank pints of that. Or an, was, an awesome really Hellas or Hellas something, Hellas. things something like that, yeah. Simple, straight to it. Something. Yeah, a drinking beer. Yeah. How about how about a drinking beer, not a sipping beer? So you know, that actually that's, is that's the other part thing. of my technique. When I go to play, when I go to clubs, I almost always ask if they have a Pilsner or a Hellas mm-hmm. or something like that. Not just because they're rather difficult to make, um, but because I, I want a nice, refreshing beer like that. And I'm more excited when I find a super clean Hellas or Pils mm-hmm. than I am when I find a great, you know, Pale Ale or IPA or something. Because right. I think it's more rare and it's harder to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I have something to talk about with the person, you know, by saying, how the hell did you get this? So that's a commercial quality pills or something. Right. Well, and also, you know, mix in your ABV range, too. Yeah. You know, try a couple of things around the 3% range. Try a couple of things in the, you know, the the 5, 6, 7 range and a couple of things in the, you know, 10 plus range so that people have a choice and they're like, yeah, I've been drinking a bunch of big beers. I want something a little bit lighter. Right. You know, let me me coast a little bit, you know, instead of uh, just accelerating nonstop till you hit a wall. Yeah. I think uh, we're, we've all gotten pretty good at managing our intoxication. Yeah. I think we're we're quite a skilled crowd. Yes. And we have oh, yeah. the ability to. We know yes. what we're doing. 
and uh, we like to regulate, and so having those options really helps as well. Well, it's a little tougher. I take the regulator off when I go to, like, well, when I'm exactly. living in the same place I'm drinking. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not driving. Right. Yeah, no it's all free. Throw it away. There's 400 of them to try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The regulators are kind of off. The cards are stacked against <laughs> yes. us. You're absolutely right. Yeah, let her rip. Well, now, both Tasty and Doc did pour beers last night at the Brewing Network uh, Club. I had a couple booth. 22s. What did you what did you guys pour? Uh, I poured uh, Janice Brown Ale, our home brewery. Okay. Yeah. I thought you sent a keg, too. We poured the keg at uh, BNA 10. Oh, okay. That was gone. And that, we killed that. And then I had, I had two bottles that I brought in my luggage Janet's. Okay. for last night. And, Doc, uh, you poured at BNA 10, too. That's what yeah. you're here, right? What was yeah. that? Uh, the Baltic Porter. Okay. It wasn't the same. Uh, I've got that in the second round this year. Yeah. But it's not the same blend. Oh. It, uh, it was... I, Cobbled together what I could, blended again to bring the a keg for that. Wait, now this is the Baltic Porter that you, we talked about on the show that you had to fix, right? Uh, it took a it took a two months to fix them. So I, you, did, I did not want to. It didn't do what I wanted to do in the primary and everything else, and so it was it was, it was a project. Don't throw it away. Yeah, and fix this, fix that, do this, and surprisingly enough, uh, did a gold in the first round. That's amazing. Just as a quick recap on the session, if any of our listeners want to go back and do it, the beer didn't attenuate quite enough for Doc's taste, so he brewed a second beer uh, that was milder to do a blend rather than just water it down, right? And then I found out just a little while ago that he entered that fixed beer into the first round and got a gold, so now it's up potentially to win tonight at the uh, We'll see what happens. What a cool fixed story man yeah I, pretty cool it just it's it's more beer geeky stuff and, yeah. and uh it's it wasn't a bad beer it just didn't perform like i wanted it to so use your skills learn your skill set and and put it to the to the <laughs> test and try to try to make uh, it still come out right that's and cool Doc, when you can take a beer like that and fix it and make, did it, you, make it a gold medal did you get a chance to drink some beers at uh, club night last uh, night <laughs> no i i was at uh wednesday night's party mm-hmm. i flew out in the morning on thursday oh, okay. yeah. and i guess you got back here again this morning at eight <laughs> uh worthy of applause doc's boy his first boy parker graduated high school on friday so he went home for that so i went home for that good dad yeah. Stand up guy. And yeah. seven o'clock flight back here this morning. Yeah. There you go. So. Um, yeah, I'd also say when you bring in beers to this thing, you know, have an idea what the environment's going to be like. So you always need something refreshing. Since this conference is always in the summer, unless we change hemispheres, I'd say, you know, you want to bring something refreshing. Something that has some lightness and, and yeah, like, Christmas like to you it. said, drinking beer rather than sipping beer. Right, right. Yeah, daytime and, beer. But you got to mix it up. You got to have some right. of both. A range. Yeah, but that allows us to kind of go through our, you know, keep our our mood going. If you have a whole bunch of hoppy beers or a whole bunch of uh, you know real strong beers or real sweet beers, something like that, you just kind of hit a wall and you're just like, ah, I'm beered out. But yeah. if you mix in like a you know, no, lighter, you, refreshing no. beer, get your and then uh, you know, kind of go, yeah, you kind of get a reset, yeah. and then you're you're ready to go again. Yeah, my reset's really always helps. a sour beer. I get can a re- sour we, beer, I'm uh, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, can we qualify this? You're gonna be beered out. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be all just you gotta go. It's, yeah. Justin keeps telling me this. It's a marathon, Doc, not a sprint. Yeah. So you've got four days of this. One day you're gonna listen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but I, 
if you if you can got more beers to choose from that you know, maybe swing back in, swing back out, you're still going to be beered out at the end. Just make it to the end. Well, Tasty's method is really good. Uh, the sour beer one, I think, is perfect yeah, because it, it strips your palate. You get all that pasty hop all stuff. That, all that, all that nasty IPA hop crap <laughs> off of there. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yes. All right, let's do this. I'm going to try that. Let's take a short break. Scrape uh, our when, when we come back, you get a chance to ask questions of uh, Doc, Tasty, myself, Justin, and uh, not that you want to ask a question of Justin, but yeah, he's here anyways. He's got a microphone, so just throw him in and make him feel good. All right, we'll be back right after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Craft beer and kick-ass music. This is the year to attend the 20th annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza in beautiful Mammoth Lakes, California. Enjoy more than 80 breweries like Mammoth Brewing, Anchor, Fireman's, Bear Republic, Anderson Valley, Stone, Green Flash, Firestone Walker, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Deschutes, and many, many more. On stage, you'll hear Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue, Johnny Lang, Robert Cray, Robin Ford, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Tommy Castro and the Pain Killers, the Sly Brothers, and much more. It's the most incredible lineup ever to take a mammoth stage. Don't miss the 20th annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza, Thursday, July 30th through Sunday, August 2nd. Tickets and more information at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484. Tickets for some events will sell out early. Get yours at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484 today. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of pure pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com. Now back to Jamil Tasty and Chicken I'm not chicken boy. <laughs> I, 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 well, it's one of us. Really? Uh, I, oh, no, there's other options. No, that's please say. I know. I, yeah, talked, I talked to John last night, and he was wearing a, uh, somebody had made him a necklace with little chickens on it. That's fandom right he's there. He's coming to understand that it's, it's, it's all love. love you it's know? love. I don't think anybody dislikes him. I think, of course I think everybody that listens loves him. He's about the nicest Sweetheart. kid you'll ever get to right. meet. He's really nice. He's still a kid, by the way. His boy. He is a kid, yeah. He's going to be a kid when he's 50. It's about candy canes and rainbows. Yeah, yeah he's got he's got yes. a bit of the Martin Short in him, I think. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's a good exact comparison. Yeah. And he's got a new business called uh, Brew Cribs, which you can go see right here in the expo or uh, check it out online, Brew Cribs. And uh, he's, in, he's, he's grown up into his own kind of uh, internet social yeah. media world, so I'm happy about that. Still within beer. Awesome. Well, uh, since y'all listening live, standing right in front of us, you got an opportunity to ask any question you want of uh, Doc, Tasty, myself, Justin. Push is refusing to answer questions because who said uh, I was going to answer? You're going to ask the question. You're going to you're going to answer. I, I have a question. I will twist your nipples off if you do not answer. And well, I've got a little sensitive. question for you guys too. While we're waiting for you to all get your get the balls to come ask a question, uh, this <laughs> this guy right here is wearing our potential new logo on his shirt, and I'm doing a little market oh, I research. I wonder what you guys think about the new hop grenade. Turn around one more you like, time. I'm getting one thumbs it. up here. Um, it just, you know, it's still a hop grenade. We altered it a little bit. Uh, I'm not sold on moving to that yet. I'm looking at a little market research. I got one thumbs up over here. Any thumbs downs? Anybody against? Uh, is that up or is that sideways? That's right. You're on the fence. Like, you're not helping. So am I. Uh, any thumbs down on, on switching? 
Because some of you have it like tattooed to your bodies too, and that was one of the things I worried about. Then I go changing the logo. Well, here's here's the thing: it's gonna switch. It's going to switch. We just need to make it go in the right direction. Bevo here, who's standing in a really great position right now, uh, also has it tattooed to her body, and then I have to pay for it. Can we we upgrade the tattoo? We might have to. Or or pick a new spot. Yeah, yeah. once you start going tat, then it's it's done deal. It's locked in stone. You can't rebrand. Well, what do you think, Jay-Z? Your opinion matters to me sometimes. He's permanently branded. I, He's not changing know, his brand. I, I hate to be the naysayer, but I like the little more, you know, manly, a uh, little more, um, you know, old school look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice, but it is, you know, it doesn't, I don't know, it's a little too cartoonish, a little too, uh, you know, I, would, I don't know. A little too 80s. Yeah. Oh, you think 80s? Like, you think it's yeah. well, it's, it's, I think it's, ours is 80s, and no, that one's no, newer. It, it, we, I mean, it, it's nice. It went from subtle 70s into the flashy, flashy. <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah right, the right, masculine right. Uh, comment I've gotten that, that we're supposed to be a masculine company or whatever, well, and no, that the new one is a little girly. feminine, but I don't like so. that comment. I would actually, that to me means we should change it. I think we should stop trying to be so masculine. Nah, I mean, the, the, like, the shirts <laughs> that you send out are all, like, uh, really... Uh, Light uh, silk, uh, yeah, they're nice. Shirts. They have like a like that one. They're like a. They're I like mine like a, like a you know uh, third world toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, you like you like to wear burlap sacks. That's right. <laughs> Two Give me burlap and yes, uh, Nicole. It's a hop cone. I'm pretty sure it's feminine. Thank you. Two point. Hey, you know, everyone likes the retro thing. So if you decide you don't like the new logo, then you can go retro. And I can then it's just like a whole back. new thing. It's like new and fresh all over again. What is your opinion of it, Nicole? Should I switch full time to the new one or? I think I'd like to see one more prototype. Okay. Well, actually, when you look at it, it looks, like, it looks like instead of a heart, like Iron Man. Yeah. But it looks like Hot Man. Like but it, it doesn't. It's but it looks right less like. A, but it also looks less like an artichoke, right? So I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's like a superhero thing going. It's yeah. kind of it like anime. Su- uh, that yeah. might just be him. Uh, that might not even be the logo. It's just you well, finally finally getting somebody that doesn't look like a load wearing it. <laughs> wearing wearing your logo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I chose <laughs> to have the conversation now because he's not a load. <laughs> makes it look a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we try it on fat people? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do we have any questions about? Uh, Really anything. Brewing questions, style questions, conference questions. Personal questions. Doc's new uh, new life as a single man question. <laughs> Personal questions. <laughs> That's all right. Fine. Whatever. No, I... Uh, That's a sombrero. One of, one a of the things I sombrero. love about the conference is uh, the questions you get. Yeah. You know, when when you're, you're just wandering around, somebody's like, hey, I got a question for you. And they... Yeah, you know, they're curious about one thing or another. Something I might have said, I get a lot of that. Oh, you right. said this, they go like, oh, I hate I think okay. all filters are off, aren't they? <laughs> right, yeah, I get a lot of uh, personal questions, uh, not about myself, but about all the rest of you. Right. Oh, uh, right. You know. I still get questions about um, Daniela. And they range from totally comfortable questions like, hey, where, how she's where, doing. Where is she? To, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what she's up to, which is totally normal, to very, like, awkward. People are like, yeah, so what happened? Like, you guys aren't together anymore. And, uh, <laughs> right, how right. did that go? It and, just heard uh, she left. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I remember the time when she had to wait to tell me. 
that she was leaving? Yeah, she waited to tell me. And we were in a car on the way to Napa. I think we were going to like downtown Joe's. And she said, hey, Doc, I, I got something to tell you. She's in the back seat. And she tells me she's, she's leaving. She's, she's leaving. And, Irish, and I, think, I just, yeah. and she tells me, and I went silent. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I go, you're dead to me. <laughs> you felt like the listenership. Oh, God, yeah. Yes, Steve, Andy would. You can't Steve leave, basically. dead to us. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Andy. I'm from California. It's okay. nice to Hi, see you Andy. guys. Andy okay. Gibb. Nice to meet you. Andy Gibb. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Um, I had a quick question for Justin. Um, then look at Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Justin. Um, whatever happened to you and Daniela? <laughs> she was so you, you know. Yeah. You guys were so much like a like right. this. Right. Any plans for kids? <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is that it? Yeah. Follow up or you gonna answer? Or? Yeah. Um, that's not awkward enough. Right. I'll take my answer off the air. I don't know. Know what happened? I don't um, know. I was yeah. inadequate in bed, Andy. Is that what you want to hear? Is that, are you happy now? Hey, the political thing is we reached a crossroads. <laughs> oh, thank you, Doc. Yeah, See, this, I get all my messaging from Doc. Oh, yeah. So we had reached a crossroads, and uh, one road led back to Germany, and the other road was stupid. So she went back to Germany. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Myron, how you doing? Hi, hey, Tell Steve. them where you're from. Talk. I'm from San Ramon, yeah. California. Yeah. Uh, I see him in Hopkinton all the time. Yep. He's yep. a man of good taste. <laughs> so, Justin, I just want to say that I have more interaction with Kate the Great, so I like her. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I like so, Kate the Great, props, too. Props, Justin. Uh, she's great. She's wonderful. Also, congratulations on being the only non-white person in San Ramon. <laughs> uh, so, Justin, I've got a question for you. When can we expect Kate to leave you? <laughs> uh, I expected it a good seven years ago, so I don't know, man. She's a champ. Ask, ask it in a better way. Justin, Justin what yeah. is the next crossroads? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for any day, I'm certain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More Could be any time. Yeah, do we have any less don't be shy. <laughs> I think if you, gave, if you give away a shirt, you get... I'll you give get away a shirt for a, less, for a non-personal question. Oh, no, I would just like away from you. It's all you want. <laughs> Two shirts for that. Yeah. I don't like revealing. I've done very well at uh, creating this facade, and I don't like it being broken down. No more personal questions. Okay, so away from Justin. <laughs> Thank you. So, Doc. <sighs> uh, my wife is coming down oh. Monday, oh, San Diego. If you're here still, uh, we're going to go to a couple of strip clubs. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bring it back to Justin. <laughs> what did you eat? You Shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Doc, doesn't, Doc knows half the things about strip clubs that I know. Oh, yeah. His wife's going. <laughs> um, I'm supposed to be flying back tomorrow. But you're about to change your flight? I don't work on Monday. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk after the show because I could. Yeah. yeah there we'll you change go. some stuff. Hey, Matt. Hey. Uh, so, Jamil, as a pro brewer, you got a perception of what the, uh, the next trendy craft brew thing might be? I'm thinking like low alcohol lagers is. And I'm serious about this. Like, what, what do you think that people are going to be going for? Yes, this is a condom. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, at least you're you're hydrating. Uh, <laughs> oh, gross! The kid's drinking out of a condom at NHC. <laughs> Well, it's probably Did a you new find that condom. on the ground or no? Um, oh my god, I'm gonna throw everybody's my mouth. got a souvenir from club night. Well, there's a condom sterilization place right around the corner. Great. That's a Hey, easy to carry <laughs> too. Disgusting. Look at that. Um, I I think that's an interesting question, one that I asked myself as well, because you know you, you've you've got to be playing at least a little bit of the trendy game as a professional brewer if you want to, you know, uh, stay relevant in all the, the things that's going on. And I am absolutely the worst at that. So, I, I, uh, like, I'm just like, well, we'll brew beer and people will drink it. And I have no thoughts as to, like, why one style or another. Um, but I think, um, yeah, low alcohol lagers might be the next one. Or I think you know, people started going down this sour route, but it, it just so overdone sours where they're very hard to drink. And I think that, you know, people thought that sours would be the next IPA, but I think what could be is sours that are a little more restrained, like Goza or, you know, some, some more subtle blends of sours where you can, it's enjoyable, it's refreshing, you can drink pints of it, you know, tart beer, Berliner, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that might be something. And it, again, it can be lower alcohol or higher alcohol, but, you know, just a, a little easier drinking sours might become the, the next big thing. Um, the problem with low alcohol beers is nobody wants to pay as much as it costs to make them because when you're talking a low alcohol beer and a six, seven, or eight percent beer, the cost difference is almost nothing in manufacturing. It's all labor and equipment and all that. Um, so you, you have to charge just about the same amount. And, the and they people, want to buzz for the same amount of money. Yeah. So they're buying twice as many beers. But it's a good question. Uh, we're, we're rolling off a of barrel-aged everythings. Yeah, that's... Uh, sour everythings. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at what's the next trend, too. And it just kind of goes... I don't know what the next one is. You want it to be nut brown ale. I do, I do, you I want do. It to be, or English brown ale, rather. That's what you've you had mine. Be. Yeah, that's a good beer. So it's 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 medium alcohol. It's a easy drinking beer, but and, and it'll sell a, the shit out of a lot of it because it drinks. You want another pint of it? It's not going to happen. It, it's right. It's it's what whatever sells. It's not going to happen. Uh, well, the, is the IPA bubble going to? Is that going to be the next trend, though? I don't think yeah. Doc's Nut Brown is going to become the next trend. It's all money-driven. It's what people want to pay for. And it's, is it, like uh, Jamil was saying, is it is it make the price point? Uh, it, does it cost as much to make out of the same thing? And will people buy it? So when you're, so how's oh, that for a non-answer? It's a, it's a, if it's a session beer and, and you're you're drinking twice as many as your friend, you're paying twice as much, and you're not as buzzed as him. Yeah, well, it's a concern from the commercial brewer that yes, the consumer is like, well, I'll pay the same amount for less alcohol, but or is it a greater uh, negative that the commercial brewer? doesn't want to spend the time to make the low alcohol beer. Mm. Uh, Which one is worse or or whatever? It's the consumer not wanting to pay for low alcohol beers. Which I I don't actually see being at that big of a problem. Um, Well, you don't know. You're not the average average drinker can't make that decision. We, we, 
we can appreciate us it. geeks, we're it, like, oh yeah, two percent. Yeah, we're like two IPAs into the night. Right. We got to slow down. But people really we'll are thinking about price. that when they're paying the seven bucks. They're like, oh, it's it's half the alcohol. I can't yes. have that. Right, and oh, they, they they they're, they're not interested in that. that. The vast majority of consumers yeah. want something at least in the mid five range. Okay, and if it's not that, then they you know they they have to justify why they would buy that if right. it's not cheaper. And then, you know, if you get up in the, and they're looking at stuff that's 6 7 8%, and they're like, well, I could buy that for the same amount. That I could, you know, this this is 3%. Why would I buy that? Right. It's, not, it's some, only the geeky people that are drinking it's, it. At some point, the, the publicans may, may see some some value in, re, in reducing the price. That is actually not making as much on session beer because they, they could see it as an additional pint or two, you know, that they might have there. Yeah. That the total uh, profit from that person from that night would be more. If they had two of these session beers instead of one IPA, sure, yeah, sure, All right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, the the, the price difference in making one versus the other. No, I mean, you're, no. you're not going to be cents off of your manufacturing profit. cost. Yeah. No, and you can't drop it if you only drop it a nickel or two. People don't see the difference. But you have it, to drop it to a point where no. you're making less off idea. of those beers. It's, yeah, the it's still what sells and what's easier to sell. And that's if I'm in the business of. Like you said, I'm not in the beer making business. I'm in the beer selling business, and I take that to heart. And that's what drives what's out there. Uh, we're all beer geeks. We'll do the session beers. We'll do the weird things. But what you're going to find out there, what's what's trying to get that tap handle when there's only twelve, and they're fighting for that one. It's what's going to sell. I just hope it goes back to being pale ales. I just want everyone but, to start making. But it's, it still goes. What's his question was? What's the next? Oh yeah, no thing. I mean, yeah. What's the, what's the next? I hate to say it. What's the next fad? And that's that's what the question is. What's the next fad? It would, yeah. From one to the next to the next. Yeah. I'm I'm th- I'm with him. I'm thinking something that that's guy. sour, but not like Berliners, like tart, something like that that are refreshing. Uh, they're going to be. We're exploring that sour mash thing. I saw two two things on it today. So that's probably going to be. It, it's new. It's All right, easy to drink, and it's, it's, that's what's going to happen. Right. What's going to happen? All right, Love we'll it. we're out of time. Excellent question, Matt. Thank you very much. Thanks everybody for participating live in uh, the show here at NHC. Oh. All right. Uh, if you enjoy this show and uh, I know you uh, do. want to hear more, uh, I would suggest checking out our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. they got a booth here. Go by there. Tell them thanks for, for doing the, the paying for the show so you don't have to. If you like uh, the show, I'd also suggest, while well, you got the opportunity for no shipping cost, pick yourself up some uh, merch goodies right here. Anything you buy uh, merch-wise from here or at thebrewingnetwork.com uh, slash store. All that profit goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps pay for shows like this so you don't have to and uh, keeps us unemployed unemployed and happy. (laughs) So uh, until then, everybody, brew strong. And often.